Hi, Hello. everybody. Hello there. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, You Know Who This Kid Is. Welcome back. TJ After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just had to make that intro. Hi, this is Stuart Held, and uh, we're here with the legendary Tony Johnson. And uh, basically, I'm just giving him another show so he can... Uh, got uh, Yeah, I've got a bunch of classic rock here for you that you've probably not heard in years, decades even. Maybe. I haven't so. heard him. <laughs> Tony heard him yesterday because he put, put, plucked him out so he could uh, bring him to the show. So yeah. anyway, what? Uh, yeah, we're gonna have some uh, neato surprises uh, for everyone who wants to listen to the show today. Uh, we have just oodles of uh, stuff if we can get to it. Uh, music from Ozzy, Dio, Scandal, Led Zeppelin. Easy uh, for you to say. That's it. Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, Budgie and quite a few uh, other surprises. I wanna. Uh, what do you call it, um, you know, snatch on, uh, you know, the kid over here, TJ After Dark. So, anyway, should we get rolling with the first song here? Uh, throw it on, yeah. Okay. So. This is uh, Joe Walsh from 85 and a song called The Confessor. This is a favorite of my dad's from back then, so hope you all like it. Hidden underneath 
bottom has a rocky reputation.
wasn't that fun. Who was ah, that, uh, Tony? Good to hear that one again. Budgie. That was... Yeah, one of the, the most influential bands on uh, bands we have today, like Metallica. That's right. They they were a hard rock band from the seventies, and yeah. they had they basically had the blueprint for heavy metal, modern modern heavy metal. They were a great band. So yeah, that's right, Budgie. And uh, it, yes, he started things off with uh, Joe Walsh, titled song from the Confessor. That was an album that came out just shortly before I got out of high school, spring of nineteen eighty five. So I guess that gives away how old I am. <laughs> Speak and, up, Shenny. I'm older than you. That's okay, so, I got out in spring of 1981, and anyway. real soon I'm going to have my 40th reunion. Oh, really? Is that uh, good or bad? Um, well, to some people, uh, it's probably bad, but I go to my reunions because I, I like to see uh, people from my class. And one of my other friends at our 20th reunion said something that was really funny that I like to say every so often. Um, I, I told this to my niece, who was born in 1982. Yeah, I'm having my 40th reunion coming up soon. She goes, oh. I said, hey, it's older than your life, you know that. <laughs> and you think you're old. She's oh, well. in her 30s. But I always like to say, I can take my class once a decade. I got invited to my 30th reunion uh, six years ago, but uh, I declined. I said I had, I'd had a much more enjoyable uh, day planned months before that i was gonna stay home stand in a bucket of water and wrap myself up in aluminum foil and stick a fork in the toaster so well you should also uh stick a spoon in the outlet too (laughs) that's a lot of fun you will definitely get a charge out of that okay yeah (laughs) so that hmm, i wonder maybe that's what i should do come (laughs) by you tony you gave me a great idea the only thing is, is that uh, I have to have a firework in the in the, uh, in the oh, room, too. Oh, okay. Well, I saw the light bulb above your head, so. Well, yeah, well, here, I'll, I'll move it then. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We got uh, something here that's, uh, well, they used to put out local versions of this song. Uh, uh, Stuart, you probably remember this one. Uh, this is uh, Michael Stanley Band. They're from Ohio. They've uh, Finally, I, I Cleveland. know. Yeah, finally, now I know where they're originally from. Yeah, there were local versions of this song that got released, I guess, all over the nation. So we had a Minneapolis version up here. That's right, we uh, did. Anyway, see if you remember this one. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, it's from the uh, You Can't Fight Fashion album. When did this come out, 83 or 82? Uh, I think it was in late 82. It was in 82, 83. That was my sophomore year. Okay, because I know that the Heartland album from them came out in 1981, and they had a song that I like a lot that sounds very much like Bruce Springsteen, a song called uh, He Don't Love You, and um, I I like that song a lot. I like this band. We did a spotlight show on them quite a few years ago, and this guy passed away a while ago. So Mm. anyway, here we go. Michael Stanley Band right here on TJ After Dark.
good DJ. That's right. After dark. That's right. Did we just play the same song twice? Uh, no, not quite. But yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have. Let me uh, just. Uh, are you hearing uh, okay? Through I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm hearing fine over here. Yeah. Okay. So I, no. Over the course, I was going to yeah. say, over the course of this show, uh, keep your ears open. We're going to be sprinkling. Sorry. Pairs of songs over the course of the show that uh, sound uh, very similar. So. That's right. We were going to, um, I wanted to set that up, actually, and um, you said, no, don't do it. Let's just do the first set. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do through the show, yeah, we're going to play um, uh, some songs. I got, We got about whether we get to them or not, that's okay. We can put them on another show. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, sets of songs that oh, really? kind of sound alike, like two songs that sound alike, and I... I did this once years ago uh, where I had a full show where I had two songs that sounded exactly like or the same riff or the same uh, vocal or whatever, and um, it, it was a lot of fun. So uh, Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so. I- anyway, what we just played, if you're interested, Mystery by Dio. Yeah. And that was... Uh, Coming off Last in Line album. That's right, 1984, and the one before that was a poppy band that was big for about 20 minutes, Scandal, Love Has Got a Line on You from the same year, 84. Mm, so A little uh, earlier, I think. It wasn't that 83. Uh, I could be wrong on that, so maybe yeah, it was 83. Um, I, yeah, it was something like that, featuring Patti Smythe. Yeah. Not to be confused with Patti Smith. That's true. Don't get them confused. They're two different people, two different no. personalities. Although Pat, Patty, I thought Patty Smythe was a lot cuter than Patty Smith back in the day. So I hope she I don't was get cute. I, I will, I will go with you on that. I hope I don't get stacks of nasty mail for saying that, but you won't. I will. <laughs> I'll get the mail before it comes to you. Oh, so for, for some reason the arrows hit uh, me first. I say that to my maintenance man actually. Uh, you know, he says, well, I, I don't have a, a way of uh, telling you what to do here, or I can't fix this. I said, don't worry, the arrows will be slung at me before they get to you first. <laughs> so, um, because it's my voice out there on the regular shows. And for uh, those people, oh, go ahead, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I didn't have anything to add. Well, <laughs> I, I was just going to mention the, the song that we opened that set up with the Michael Stanley band. For those people uh, who are just tuning in after we introduced it, yeah, that was, uh, that was a song that uh, I associated with well i everyone i think when that song came out associated with their hometowns uh there was a local version of it that came out up this way uh where uh it was the same take of the song but it was in the mix they threw in uh chant minneapolis after the chorus st louis cleveland los angeles so as far as i know there were local versions that came out nationwide i believe uh, so song so uh but, uh, yeah, we did, there was a DJ uh, who, uh, a program director who used to work here in the Twin Cities. And uh, he was, uh, well, when he was doing a station in St. Cloud, uh, Sauk Rapids, uh, some years ago, back in the 90s, I heard My Town by Michael Stanley Band on a Sunday morning on that station. Uh, that's when they had an AM signal. And I was like, how about that? You know, they there was no mention it. of Minneapolis in there, so... Mm. Uh, so I called during his shift and I asked about it. He said, oh, yeah, I said that uh, the Minneapolis version was on a reel-to-reel tape mm-hmm. that they sent out to the rock stations. I could uh, see that. 
and uh, he said we just carded it and played it off of that. So yep, a uh, card is like an eight-track tape. It looks that, like an eight-track tape. Yeah, yeah. That's what radio stations uh, used to use uh, instead of using records because records would scratch and all that, and some people uh, would put the uh, an album on if, uh, to play a song, and they would leave it on the 45 RPM thing, and then uh, they oh. would have the wrong speed. There was a guy here in the Twin City area many years ago. Um, he went by the name of, uh, his last name was Reed. Um, I used to listen to him. He was like one of my radio idols. And one time he said, yeah, I've got a problem with uh, putting a 45 or an album on the wrong speed. They used to call me wrong speed Reed. <laughs> so I thought that was quite funny. And I've done that a couple times here and there because on Songs in the Basement, I use records most of the time. Yeah. Cassettes and CDs, yes, we do use. And I always, um, uh, what do you call it, joke with 8-track takes, tapes. Takes. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we uh, mostly do that. It works around here because it has to with uh, the way this thing is set up. So um, I was going to bring something up here, and uh, you mentioned something that, uh, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say that um, the Michael Stanley Band thing is not an, a new idea. It was done back in the 50s by a guy named Tommy Facenda. We used to play guitar for Gene Vincent. He was one of the Blue Caps. When he went solo for one record, um, he called his song High School USA. And what happened was is that um, he did kind of the same thing. He mentioned all the um, um, regional high schools in every, every town. I think he did it for the United States. Uh, I don't know if he did it for Canada or any other country, but he did mention uh, um, St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, Duluth, and uh, you know at least in okay. Minnesota. But he did it for every every state or whatever the big the first twenty big high schools were at the time. So I thought that was a neato idea. There was uh, Huey Lewis had a song, a good song came out on the sports album 1984, uh, "The Heart of Rock and Roll." where he mentions various (laughs) cities in that song. And there was a local version that came out here where they play a few extra bars and you hear Huey Lewis calling out, Minneapolis! I need to get a copy of that. Milwaukee! Chicago! So, yeah. So I'm sure lots of different versions of that also went out all over the nation. Tampa! You would imagine anyway, so... Mm -hmm. California City. So, Should right. I stop now? <laughs> okay. I don't think we have enough time to cover everyone, so, but, uh, but we're doing our best. So, okay. in the meantime, so. uh, well, uh, we got, uh, uh, something here uh, for Sticks fans. Uh, so, oh, did you want to introduce this one or? No, I don't care. You okay, do well, it. uh, Tommy this- Shaw was uh, you could tell was desperate to start playing some rock and roll when he left sticks so uh they were kind of going in that techno pop direction so uh well it was the late 80s everyone was doing it so uh anyway uh yeah let's let her roll this is tommy shaw from 1988 from his ambition record and the song we're about to play is called no such thing
Uh, good to hear that one again. Are your ears uh, blasted so far, or uh, are they? Are they not, man? <laughs> that's uh, one of those top uh, metal bands, Iron Maiden, and uh, that's from '86, a Somewhere in Time record, and a yeah. song called uh, "Stranger in a Strange Pants Land." Oops, <laughs> right in slip. <laughs> Don't uh, don't a lock Freudian me in my room. Slip, okay. Okay. Don't don't. Uh, what is that? Don't growl me. Okay. Well, I don't care if you can, but uh, anyway. Hi. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, before what? that, uh, let's see. Uh, well, we had a pair of songs. One of those pairs we were telling you about before that. Uh, we heard uh, "Shot in the Dark." <laughs> oh, that's gonna hurt in the morning. Ozzy and Jake from 1986, and then the year before that, mm-hmm. it was "Rock and Roll Children" by Dio. Uh, and that was a big deal. <laughs> I don't know. I, geez, I don't think the song sounded that much alike, do you? I don't know. I was listening. Oh, you <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, okay. I knew a disc jockey named Johnny James Dio, and he only did the radio name because he loved Dio so much. I got it. Yeah. He was so. a good disc jockey. He should be in radio. And uh, started that off with, let's see, what do we have? Was that uh, oh, Tommy yeah. Shaw? Yeah, Tommy Shaw, No Such Thing from the Ambition record. Oh, of course, uh, Peter Chris. And we have Peter Chris from that uh, Kiss band uh, he used to play in. And that was a song called Some Kind of Hurricane from uh, Let Me Rock You. Rock yeah. You. Yeah, That's... Rock and Roll Children, Ozzy, Shot in the Dark, Ron Medicine produced that one, the Ultimate Thin Sin album. Uh, yeah, Tommy yeah, Shaw. But... Did we cover everything in mystery? Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah we did play two Dio songs. Uh, you know, like in the next twenty minutes, and I wanted to let the audience know we were going to do two Dio songs. Uh, but Tony kind of, uh, you know, told me go to my room. We'll just uh, uh, do that after the fact. <laughs> so his well, fault, like I said, fault. you know, we're we're looking to surprise people here who are um, listening. But uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Peter, Chris. Uh, that was some kind of hurricane. Now a Russ Ballard song, actually. He wrote a lot of songs for people. Uh, Russ Ballard wrote everything. Russ Ballard, Randy Newman, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. They all wrote everything. I swear. They so. pretty much did. Look at the royalties they get. Russ Ballard does not have to work another day in his life, and he was in a hippie band called Argent for quite yes. a few years. And he had the audacity to even leave them to go, do a solo career and write for people. He knew something the other guys in that band didn't ah. make money. <laughs> Poor well, Rod Argent. <laughs> he was in the Zombies. Rod Argent. Peter Chris, that's going out uh, well to a, a girlfriend of mine who Be passed careful. away some oh. years ago. Okay. Uh, but uh, don't yeah, t- don't tell everybody where she lives. Sandy Lachinsky, who might be listening out on the grid beyond, but we were Kiss fans, especially uh, Peter Chris fans. So, uh, so uh, Let Peter, me Chris, you, Peter, yeah, Peter Reddit. always knew that <laughs> Peter knew how to rock, so still does. Yeah. So uh, anyway, anyway, um. So what yeah. else is going on? We covered all the music. Um, I had um, I wanted to. Yeah, we're still going to continue. Hey, how does it feel to do at least one hour in the can already? It's about uh, fifty nine minutes into the show. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, time, time goes, flies when you're having the time of your life. That's true, and when you play long songs too, <laughs> there's so, no uh, exception. I did want to play something for you. It's per- perfect, perfect for this show and the listeners. 
I think you're going to uh, really enjoy it in a uh, couple seconds or so. Um, we'll launch into the next song after this, uh, unless you got anything else going on. That you okay, tell well, yeah, you were telling me you had a surprise here for people, so I'm just as much in the dark as the listeners out there. So It was Go perfect ahead. because this is definitely a shot in the dark.
we were, are you rocking now? <laughs> you should be. Just heard, uh, well, a couple of uh, the uh, groundbreaking bands from uh, Canada. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Canada's Triumph. <laughs> Triumph and April Wine and uh, those That's two right. songs sounding alike. How do you think that happened? Was that just a coincidence or... Well, it, they both came out in the same year, about the same time. Uh-huh. Uh, Hold On came out from the Just a Game album, which I believe was the fall of 79, and the same time was uh, April Wine. the same Carter time. Faster. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so. you could say, you could debate, oh, yeah, well, that came out, uh, you know, at the same time, but when were the two groups in the studio recording their albums, <laughs> and did they hear each other and say, hey, we got a great idea for this song. Let's write this, or let's play or take that uh, but you're right they are um, basically the same song or at least the same chord progression so uh, anyway uh, but uh, yeah (laughs) just uh, reminiscing anyway uh, Canadian bands that I grew up with uh, when I was like in junior and senior high school so I was in high school, my high school radio station. We this is when I heard about Triumph because I never heard of them before until Hold On. Okay. And you know, it's funny that uh, yeah, you were kind of rocking to Hold On, and I'm I'm glad you did that because uh, way back Valentine, not Valentine's Day, the second anniversary of my high school radio station KDXL. This yeah. is February 1980. I was on the air. This was a Friday night. This was the same night that um, the Olympics were on, and the uh, the USA was playing uh, Russia, the hockey game, and um, the USA won that game. I, I met Herb Brooks in '76, their USA coach. But uh. later that night, we went to do the party, and I was on um, for about 20 minutes with another guy um, who was a legendary disc jockey in town named Big L Davis, and uh, he was at one of the radio stations here, a couple of them actually. And um, no, actually, no, yeah, we were we were on the air, and I played "Hold On" this actual 45. I know we played the 45 version because I think the album went on about four, five went minutes long. longer. Yeah, oh, that was the the one that was accessed for the show. Uh-huh. Anyway, that actual single played, and some other kids were coming to the uh, station to join in on the party. It was snowing that night up here. Yeah, it snows in Minnesota. And it they were does. saying, damn, you know, we were rocking and rolling, you guys, and we were coming up to uh, the station here, and I just, for some reason, Hold On by Triumph just sounded so freaking cool in the in the speakers of the car i was rocking to that and i'm thinking this is great because now 40 40 years later or whatever it was um you know the same record we were rocking to and i hope a lot of you out there were rocking to the actual here it is the here actual is. same single uh that we played so uh, that's a rock and 45 um when before that was um yeah, we mentioned April Wine tonight from 79 from the Harder Faster record. James Young in Jan Hammer. Jan uh, Hammer. Yeah, Young Hammer. Uh, run Out of Time. Running Out of Running Time. Running Out of Time. Great song. Coming off the City Slicker album. That's uh, that's an album that, as uh, far as I know, never got any airplay. So no, but that, that a, was a good song. It's on a small independent label, uh, Passport. Passport Records. They had a lot of big artists, though. A lot of people uh, um, recorded for them. People from him yeah. to Todd Rundgren to uh, uh, even, um, uh, um, what's his face, from Genesis? Phil Collins. Phil Collins. He was in a band called The Brand X, and they were on Passport. Well, JY wanted to record on Passport because uh, they it gave him more freedom to musically do what he wanted to do. 
Uh, if he'd signed on a major label, there would have been just too many restrictions. That's what JY said anyway. So Yeah, but, I could uh, see that. And uh, let's see. Oh, before that. That was the nine-minute one, Tommy Bolin. Yeah. And Toast Posties, or Post Toasties. That's the one, yeah. Yep. Uh, it came classic. to his yeah, uh, Private Eyes album. And uh, what in the hell was before <laughs> that? I wanted to throw that in for everybody, just to break up the uh, little format here. I, I wanted to surprise you on something. It was either going to uh, be either that or the Woodpe- Woody Woodpecker song. And I thought, I better not play Woody Woodpecker right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was Heidi and the Yodelers. Okay. Heidi and the Yodelers. It's kind of like Josie and the Pussycats, Scooby-Doo and all that. You know, just a bunch of five teenage kids running around solving crime. And the way they do it is that they yodel. Yodel, hee-hoo! Okay, okay. I, I turned myself in. So, actually, it was one of those cartoon themes that didn't quite come off. But I always okay. thought it was funny as heck, and I wanted to throw it in somewhere. So I thought, this is the most perfect show to do so. Now, speak about, I wanted to show, I'm going to show everybody here. If, just imagine you um, doing a picture, but I'm going to show Tony this thing. Uh-huh. There is a picture. I'm not in this one, but I should be. Um, uh, feast your eyes on this. That a picture. I'm showing Tony a picture of September 1971 of a wedding. Um, it was uh, like my third sister getting married. She our adopted okay. her sister. Uh, her name was Jamie Rabinowitz, and now she's uh, Jamie Jamie Channon, and I've known her my whole life, and she got married in 71, and there were uh, three guys who crashed the party, a rock band. They're none other than the James Gang. All right. Joel Walsh is uh, giving the rabbit ears to the groom. Poor okay. Jack, poor Jack. Here, I'll <laughs> hold it up to the microphone. There, can you all uh, visualize this? <laughs> And my my brother is actually. So don't let anything happen to that. That's a collector's item there. Okay. I, Too bad I don't have a uh, breaking glass uh, sound effect right now. <laughs> it's in a frame and everything, Jamie. Thank you. I've asked for this picture for quite a while. I want to actually get this to Joe Walsh, actually, or um, people around him, so they can get him the picture. Okay. There's only like one or two on the planet of this picture, so I think Joe might want this picture of the James Gang and you know everyone involved. Okay. I'm not sure, but I think Bill Sismwick is also in this picture too. Oh, Bill Simzik. Simzik, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the producer for Joe Walsh and Eagles and people like that. Producer extraordinaire Bill Simzik. And a legend too. Oh my yeah. God. So, anyway, but I wanted to show uh, Tony this on the air while we do this. Just uh, I wanted Thanks. to get his reaction. Absolutely. So um, anyway, that's what we did the last um, you know uh, few few songs here. I do want to remind you, this is TJ after dark. It's Tony's show. I'm just his co-pilot and engineer well, and everything. He's- keeping things from exploding or melting or anything so that's right we don't want uh, you know to blow up kentucky or anything no don't want to do that i've got listeners there so thank you everybody who will be listening you know to this show and this is like a new addition to the whole umbrella of songs in the basement thing we wanted to give tony his own show yeah. and see how he's comfortable doing it and uh looks like we're we're doing just fine so far show number two so far you feel comfortable uh fine that's good so. it's 90 minutes into the show 90 minutes yeah how about that a lot okay. of fun isn't it so all right well uh, we'll uh, throw some more music out to people here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Here's Angel City. All right.
are listening to TJ after dark, and believe me, you can listen to us anytime. Actually, you know, good to, to hear that one again. Yeah, you don't have to actually listen to us just uh, you know in the dark, but only if you want to. Okay, I'm you know the people out there. Just uh, know who you're with in the dark. Love the one you with. Love the one. <laughs> so, There's a girl right next to you. She, wh- wh- where? I don't, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. No, well, they uh, used to show up at the high school station that you worked at. They haven't. None, none of the girls have showed up here yet. Not yet. <laughs> but our basement's kind of camouflaged. But that was true. The girls did show up at our high school radio station. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> in a role, the program director kept saying, if you play disco music, you'll find girls coming down here and uh, making the moves on you. Yeah, sure. I had uh, I, I had to be forced to play disco music, but this is 1979, folks, and no girls came down except for, is Larry here? No. Is Andy here? Uh, no, but I'm here. Yeah, but you don't come. <laughs> uh, t- tell, tell Andy, uh, you know, Jenny came down and said hello. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm, sure I will. Bye-bye. Get out of here. Um, anyway, uh, Sniffing the Tears, 1979, from their Fickle Heart record, uh, Driver's Seat. And I just uh, brought out a strange records for Tony to look at. Yeah. Uh, Sniffing the yeah. Tears actually was a band before they were called that. They were called Moon in, uh, in the UK. I'll hold this one up to the microphone. Absolutely. There. <laughs> it, they were on the Epic label, uh, two albums out there. Yeah. And then they <clears throat> changed to Sniffing the Tears. And uh, I, I do remember one of my radio friends when I was in high school, um, June 79, when this Fickle Heart record came out to the stations, and I guess to the public uh, worldwide, uh, they played Driver's Seat, the one we played, and I remember listening to it for the first time thinking, I like this song. Uh, sure enough, about a day or two later in our station, high school station, we, we ran, you know, we did radio in the summer. It finally came, and I said, oh, yeah, into our station, so we added it immediately. But Sniffin' Tears have about, uh, I'm going to say about 10 to 16 albums out there. They do. They, okay. Yeah, I thought they only had three in the United States, but uh, I guess they were continuing uh, to do some more records. I, I did That's some research on them quite a while ago. Something to look into, okay. Yeah, because I wanted to play more on my show. And, uh, you know, instead of just from this record, I wanted to play some other stuff so people could hear it. So, but, uh, you know, so this we is... always can do that. I just thought I'd, I thought I'd start off with uh, letting people hear that one since uh, it, it is a classic and you never hear it anymore. So, well, not in the last hour. So, so there. <laughs> um, the one we played before that was another Aussie song, uh, Fool Like You from the Ultimate Thin Record, Thin <laughs> Sin Record 86, because uh, it sounded like a song right before that Wasp Wild Child yeah. from 85. I don't know if it's one of those, another one of those freakish coincidences or what. But uh, yeah, there were a few songs. The, the, the Ultimate Sin is a fantastic album, but yeah, it does have a few songs that sound like. Like this other songs that. that came out earlier, so yep. and who who had uh, the idea first on having that sound so the anyway. way it did? Uh, what else is there? Um, yeah, then uh, Racetrack by Bad Co from the uh, Rough oh, Diamonds yeah. record. I'm glad we're playing Rough Diamonds instead of just their typical stuff from you know the first or second record. I think yeah. uh, Run with the Pack, Burning Sky, Bad Diamonds, Bad Diamonds. Uh, you know, um, whatever. Are you hearing a short in your headphones? I, I uh, yeah, it keeps jumping over to my right ear here okay yeah i I know we got a bad wire here. so you're not crazy 
That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, we, oh, actually, she did say that. You are crazy. And uh, anyway, um, but this is a uh, you're listening to not my show. It's TJ oh. After Dark. <laughs> I want to remind the audience. So, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, try a couple more songs here. Um, let's just let them roll. Uh, the one I have queued up for you. I don't know if you saw me doing this. This is from the uh, One Vice at a Time record. Yeah. Uh, see if this sounds like a band that you know real well from that from the early years.
That was ACDC and uh, something wrong. Yeah, oh. I think so. Oh, okay. Crocus. Oh, that's it. Crocus, of course. Yeah. Back in the days when they were compared with ACDC, uh, yeah, AC. Well, you know, ACDC go back to the early '70s, but uh, of course, back in black. Early '70s. For those about to rock, uh, you know, Highway to Hell. That was late you know, '70s, early '80s. Yeah, that's when that's everyone right. was cranking out ACDC, and uh, so uh, I, yeah, I don't. Oh, I found out something interesting about that it album. Works. Seriously, being serious now. Uh-huh, sure. Uh huh. Sure. Um, yeah, one vice at a time by Crocus. Produced by Tony Platt. You know who that was? Oh, yeah. He was in my fifth grade class. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> Engineered yeah. Back in Black by no, ACDC. Okay, that's why so, you have the similarities. So, uh, yeah. So, um, when I saw that in the credits, I thought, well, now now it all makes sense. So, he probably had a influence on that whole album. And then, uh, after that, the guys in Crocus said they didn't want to be accused of sounding like ACDC anymore that's so. right well they did sound like a poor man's acdc well that i don't kind know of. that song that last song we played did rock so yeah but, uh we had uh we had a dj i don't know if he's out there listening in detroit doug podell used to work here in the twin cities and uh <laughs> i remember him yeah he uh he always would you know say coming up we got that song by crocus that sounds like acdc so this was mm-hmm. like in early 1982 and uh i did see crocus once they opened for Cheap Trick. It was a concert. Uh, it was a great bill, but it, it didn't sell that well. It was Cheap Trick, Crocus, and Saxon. Hmm. And Crocus were fantastic. I, I took my, that's another show I took my dad to. He thought Crocus were the best act of the evening. So, I met uh, Fernando from Crocus. You did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah a long time ago. 86, so. when they had um, that, um, what was that, album, Meltdown, whatever, um, Burning in the Night was Burning their latest in, oh, uh, record. Uh, change of address. Bingo, that's it. Yeah, we. Uh, I I asked uh, Fernando about why why um, they did the the cover for American Woman, and they said they just loved that song. I said, yeah, you guys rocked it. You, I mean, you you took American Woman by the guess who, uh, <laughs> twenty steps farther, and uh, I appreciate that because they got a little tired of the guess who version, but I guess it was a big hit from you know in their their country too well yeah they said they said that's a song that they used to jam when they would warm up Mm -hmm. and chris von rohr said that they always felt it could have been one of their songs anyway so i said uh, there's about four other guests whose songs you guys should uh uh, listen to and rock up i said hang on to your life rain dance i said uh, yeah i gave them a whole bunch of stuff we were yeah they were at the radio station i worked at in the mid 80s and uh they were waiting for a cab the road manager who was like like you know uh built his you know, like a Rocky Bullwinkle or whatever. There's a big guy, and then there's Fernando, because he was doing an interview at the station. And the disc jockey on the air at that station, I won't mention his name, but he didn't call a cab for them to get back to their hotels because they had to do a sound check. And I just happened to be there doing production on a Saturday afternoon. This is July of 86. And I just happened to run into them. I'm thinking, oh, my God, you're a guy from Crocus. I asked him about their Headhunter tour and hardware and all that. I knew a few things yeah. by them even back then. And all of a sudden I said, so uh, how, how are you guys, where are you located? How are you getting back to where you Well, there was supposed to be a cab uh, waiting for us, but it's a half hour. I said, tell you what, 
let me take you guys, you two, down to where, where you're staying. They said they're at a hotel downtown uh, Minneapolis. I said, hop in my car. I've got ah. plenty of room. I'll get you there. And, you know, they were like, well, thanks very much. I said, well, yeah, I don't want you to be late for your concert or anything. So I did that. They were very grateful for that. And I'm thinking, I've got Fernando in my car. (laughs) I had opportunities that come with working in radio. Exactly. I had a 79 Monza car then without power steering. So it was like a hatchback uh, car. So Fernando's in the front seat and their big road manager is in the back. I said, can you get back in there? He goes, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I said, well, we can switch if you want. I'll go in the back and you drive. (laughs) So... But uh, they they had a good humor about it, and they you know I said well you gotta get uh, you gotta get your job you know don't wait for a cab it's not gonna come let let me take you I'm going home anyway uh, I said if you have time I could fl- fly you back to my house and let you see a bunch of records give you some ideas on uh, you know for other covers if you're gonna do it or something but you got a show to do I understand you're on a tight tight list they were on tour let me get you to your hotel next time come on over <laughs> so, okay anyway. Let's wrap this show up if you want. Okay. Uh, by the way, this is TJ After Dark. Yes, I'm the co-pilot, Stuart Held, and Tony Johnson, who is TJ, is really the star of the show. We're giving him his new show. And we well, just want to say thank you for everyone listening. And um, I'll give you the last word here. And uh, I hope you'll tune in when we do a third show if Tony wants to. We're, we're going to do, yeah, we'll, we'll probably sprinkle more of what we were doing this last show, which was... Uh, songs that uh hopefully weren't plagiarisms but uh similarities was the concept for uh for this week's show anyway so um sure but uh yeah we're gonna go out with a classic uh so for those of you out there uh listening to classic rock radio as long as we have here's focus tj after dark goodbye everybody. thanks for listening